0: i Spaces
1: everyone thank you for joining on time it feels good to be back doing these uh shade twitter spaces took a few weeks off as some of the team was traveling as we were really heads down on some development items and feel really good about where we're at now so we're excited to be able to bring back some updates straight from the team let me get carter up here and we can get this bad boy kicked off oh hello Welcome welcome Carter. It's been uh, quite some time since we've seen each other on this Twitter Space.
2: To 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 use a crypto Twitter meme, we we are so back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was actually I really wanted to I was thinking about this. Uh, I I want to find some walkout music. Like we have music for whenever we're just kind of waiting for people to come in and but uh I would I would love some walkout music for whenever our guests come on,
2: uh, I feel like in there,
1: (laughs) I have to tailor some walkout songs to to each of our guests, depending on who we're, we're bringing on. Um, yeah, glad to, glad to be back here. Appreciate your time today. Apologize for all the, if you hear any dinging in the background, um, yeah, Carter, there's been a lot that's happened since we last talked. Uh, you did some traveling, um, took some time off, also went to a few different uh, crypto events. Uh, is there anything you kind of want to highlight about your uh, time you took off? Anything from Permissionless? Um, any great conversations you had there?
2: So, Permissionless was, was reality, I guess. You know, it's, it's this massive East Conference in the United States. And, you know, you roll up to the conference center, you walk into the room, there's probably, like, 5,000 seats, and I would say there was 500 people. And, you know, at first glance, this, this is something that maybe could be discouraging, but I, it was actually kind of comforting. I don't know. I, I, get, I was having, like, flashbacks, too. I don't know if you've seen the photos of some of the original Bitcoin folks that would, like, in the bottom of the bear back in, like, 2014 are presenting to a room, and there's, like, a totally empty conference room with like 200 chairs and there's maybe like two people there like listening and that's kind of the this is like the 2023 version of that picture in my mind because panel after panel person after person that I talk to it's just so crystal clear that the institutions are coming um, that the a lot of the scalability problems that have existed the last two years with, with speed and throughput they're getting solved interoperability the, the ability for assets to seamlessly kind of cross between all these different blockchains it's getting solved right so the venture capital has poured tens of billions of dollars into infrastructure and i actually as like a hot take i think like the era of infrastructure investing is going to wind down over the course of these next 3 years and really the the era of the consumer The consumer applications and the connections to traditional finance and fintech, like, I think that's, I think that's what's on deck next. And all the writing on the wall is there for that. The only thing that's really missing is the regulatory clarity, which was a large topic of a lot of the panels. Um, I got to talk with Tom Emmer, who is um, a senator uh, based out of Minnesota. I got to talk with their head of policy and the very next day after permissionless there was actually an anti cbdc piece of uh, legislation that's like was was posted so there are there are people in america that understand that crypto is very american that it has that it has um, a massive opportunity for the us to export the dollar to to embrace you know this this financial revolution and um, so despite the audience size being bearish, I think there was many genuine and real conversations. I got to meet up with a couple of Cosmos folks from, uh, from the Noble Team, from Sommelier, um, from Cotto. Um, so that was good to cross paths with, with some, some, some Cosmos folks. Um, and then after that, I, I did, uh, did some trail running. Went out to Colorado, did some hiking. Uh, Touch some snow instead of grass, and, you know, I got to get off Telegram and Twitter. I mean, I still, I still check them here and there with my, my, my one bar of connection, but um, definitely am ready for this next stage, and now is the time to endure and be resilient to the point of, um, oh, what did I, yeah, what did I say? It in some ways to like be an entrepreneur and to be a builder in this environment, you, you have to be kind of delusional, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's literally like it is, it's a, it's, it's such a conviction about what we're believing that like what we believe is going to become true is very, very far away from what the rest of the world is telling us. And you just, you have to, you have to believe that and you have to see it and you have to move, you have to move towards that end point. And you know, this team has gone through a lot of changes since, since um july you know there's the team had to to shrink and there's there's many opportunities along the way to to give up to lose hope to lose the path to lose track of our values our ethics and and what we're trying to do here um but i've i'm just so proud of i'm so proud of the team man got some absolute dogs in the trenches absolute dogs and um we're gonna keep moving forward and one day, if you keep poking the fabric of reality, I'm convinced that something's gonna pop out the other side. We, you know, we've already built for two years straight. We've launched some of the some of the coolest financial primitives that protect people's people's privacy, and it's it's this amazing system. And I, I, it kind of shocks me to think like, what if what if we keep doing this for another two three years? Like, how good can we get? How far can we go? Um, two years ago, we were talking about white papers and we and we shipped it and so this this next iteration of improving accessibility um improving the sustainability of this system and getting this into the hands of everyday folks that's uh that's so exciting
1: yeah i've seen some really interesting diagrams lately that you know that were basically tracking like um you know price movement imagine like a simple sine wave uh Right. Um, uh, That's that's slowly ascending where your price action, you have peaks, you know, during your bull market, you have troughs during your bear markets. But there's this, um, you know, there's this linearly ascending um, line that represents the actual um, use cases and like real application potential of the underlying tech. So like a lot of times, you know, when we experience these bull markets, the assumptions for what the tech can do or maybe slightly hyperbolic and you know people are getting a bit uh ahead of themselves you know during the bear market and i think it's a bit easier to see uh the difference in what's actually possible versus what the market thinks is currently possible um like during this bear market you know you're kind of left with the builders right and the people who are continually iterating on what's been uh put forth before us and it's it's so cool for being in this perspective, I, I'm not a technical uh, person, I'm not necessarily a, in quotes, builder myself, but being kind of on that front line with the people doing this, being able to actually see what is possible um, versus what the market is kind of, uh, you know, assessing the value of what's possible right now, the the difference is pretty crazy. And I was going to ask, like, do, do you think the activity um, and maybe the representation at these conferences quarter is similar to like what it feels like on crypto Twitter right now. Like,
2: Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's definite crossovers where uh, a lot of the hype, a lot of the noise is gone and it's a lot of pragmatic people that are left. And it's those pragmatic builders that create real solutions that create real value that attract, the, attract the next wave of speculation of like, wait, how much value can be provided here? Um, but one thing that's encouraging to me is like just the other day, I actually met up with some, some college students, um, that I'm a, for my almanator, I should say. And they're hosting a crypto and web three event. And just to sit down with three, three folks, three, three college folks that didn't know much about crypto, but to see like the enthusiasm and their excitement in their eyes about blockchain and crypto. And, you know, they're they're like uh they're at the earliest stages right but it's like really easy to forget that there's always the next generation of builders the next generation of dreamers that are just that are that are happening as we speak and and those dreamers they don't care about price you know like everyone who comes into the journey of web3 or not i would say the majority of the people that end up creating something brand new don't come for the money they come for the ideas and so it's it's reaffirming um that like it feels like things are slowing down it feels like things are quiet but don't forget that every day there's another college student or another 40 year old or another business owner that encounters a problem and says wait this whole crypto thing i think maybe that's the solution and that because it's just better technology and better technology over the long haul will win
1: beautifully said so today today we're hoping to cover some some bigger topics. You know, we we can briefly touch on the the successful network upgrade we had this past Tuesday. Um wanna give some protocol uh D app updates regarding uh swap activity, what's going on with Shade Lend, Silk, um, some stake secret metrics, staking. Um, and then particularly want to talk about um the work that's being put in right now on the bridge page. Um Potentially give uh, some updates on some grants, maybe maybe no specifics, but like giving some context for how much development is actually happening in the background right now. Um talk about ongoing- leaked
2: the alpha. I don't I don't think we've ever <laughs> leaked Twitter space alpha that someone which knowing our luck, someone's now gonna do this. But I've never I don't think we've ever leaked Alpha <laughs> where someone ten seconds later tweeted it out and was like holy smokes shade team just leaked you know it's not really an environment so I, I
1: think we can i think we can leak <laughs> okay cool cool yeah um talk about ongoing hackathons uh that the cash hackathon finishes tomorrow so we'll talk a little bit about that and um and some other hackathon related details potentially uh talk about some emissions updates uh some external emissions, um, like shade emissions outside of shade swap. And then, um, some kind of briefly touch on some, uh, tweaks we're making to some internal emissions, which we'll, we'll be putting all this stuff up on the forum. So everyone will be able to go back and read this and, and listen back to this. And then, um, also talk about some of the, some of the really cool work going on to bring compatibility for some new, for, uh, new wallets to the shade protocol D app suite. Um, So we can uh, we can kind of just kick this off, giving some uh, giving some larger updates for uh, some of the DApps within the Shade Protocol suite. Um, You know, as far as I think, it's probably some of the biggest updates we can give. We can talk a little bit about some of the activity we've seen in Lend. Um, You know, the big influx of ETH liquidity coming in and filling up the Ethereum vaults, uh, leading to us needing to expand. the the silk allowances for that vault. Um there's gonna be some really, really cool uh expansions of collateral vaults whenever we start our new Oh man, hold on, wait, let me think about this. Carter, have we have we talked about what we're planning on doing with uh for our Ethereum campaign yet? I don't we've never we haven't given any specific okay Uh, Okay. Okay okay. It's good to know as far as specificity. Um, yeah,
2: go for it. Give the updates. You, you rattled off like, eight hey, bullet points, I'm on the edge of my seat.
1: <laughs> so so one of the big updates that's going to be coming uh, for Shade Lend, and I guess this uh, this happens, is going to be applicable for Shade Swap as well. Um, but in approximately two weeks, uh, Shade Procall is looking at launching an Ethereum liquidity campaign uh, very much in line with the um, – Secret Ethereum campaign that Secret Network is currently launching. And our goal is to be able to bring this next wave of Ethereum liquidity into private DeFi. And we're primarily focused on uh two assets in particular, Wrapped ETH and Wrapped ST ETH. Um, you know, this liquidity campaign and our desire to onboard even more ETH liquid staking derivatives um extends beyond just wrapped STETH. Um, there are a lot of other liquid staking derivative and um, you know. Uh, different types of ethereum assets that we want to bring in in the future but with the recent announcement of or i guess the recent launch of neutron's version of wrapped st eth um, we're wanting to really push for bringing this liquidity in. also lido's uh, st eth is the largest ethereum liquid staking derivative so it represents the largest opportunity and probably the in quotes, easiest opportunity for us to be able to bring over um, that significant ETH liquidity, um, and this is really important for a few different reasons. I mean, um, you know, if we look at Shade Swap, and well, I mean, maybe even if we take a step back, right within the Cosmos, we've seen this exponential adoption of liquid staking derivatives, and there's been a bunch of. Um, you know, infrastructure updates that have helped increase the adoption rate for liquid staking derivatives within the cosmos. But we've seen a similar trend in Ethereum as well with a variety of different liquid staking derivative providers. And so um, with the way that uh, Shadeswap currently leverages the asymmetric concentrated liquidity curve uh, for being able to offer really, really efficient swapping between layer one assets such as Ethereum and their liquid staking derivatives, such as STE, RE, um, you know, or any any other liquid staked ETH that that offers a much more efficient way for users to swap between these liquid staking derivatives and their layer ones. It's also really great for um, it's great for liquidity providers because they're experiencing like very very small amounts of impermanent loss, and that impermanent loss is really just associated with the changing in the balance of your tokens in your um that uh, that are represented by the the lp token you know as the as your eth liquid staking derivative continues to compound compound those staking derivatives the value of that relative to the layer one uh continues to go up so you'll see slight shifts um in in the balance of those assets in your lp position um but it also represents a really great way for protocols such as shade protocol to be able to onboard this liquidity without having to pay a lot of money and in incentives to these liquidity providers right the the barrier for entry uh for liquidity providers is is already incredibly low one because there's very minimal and permanent loss but two um you know they're already half of that position is earning staking derivative or staking yield um natively in eth so uh the the need to incentivize this liquidity is really low and so Shape protocol is is really exciting. We're gonna be making a really big push towards bringing ETH liquidity onto ShadeSwap. And then um, as anyone who has been following Shade protocol knows, you know, the next kind of step into integrating these assets into our platform is um, expanding uh, the collateral vaults to include this as a whitelisted asset. And we've been pretty selective with the assets that we wanted to onboard as um, accepted collateral for Silk, um, because, you know, we. We have pretty strict uh, quantitative and qualitative uh, risk rec- or risk re- framework, and you know we want to make sure that we're only allowing like the safest the most secure types of collateral to be used to back silk and and wrapped SDE, um bridged via Axelar is is one of those assets. So we're really excited to eventually be able to expand our collateral vaults. Um, and this is also going to kind of help silk prepare propel itself out of its. Um, where it's currently been bounded as far as like its, it's max uh, market cap it's seen thus far. Um, Carter, if there's anything you want to you wanna say, hop in here regarding this campaign. Feel free. I know I've only given kind of the beginning of it. There's so much to say about it.
2: Yeah, man, I think we saw great success with the, the East vault. Honestly, maybe more than was expected considering the, these conditions. So, you know, 400,000 silk roughly minted out from that vault. Um, and to be honest, like STETH is the, the preferred asset in Ethereum DeFi right now. Um, so by allowing people to mint out silk against STETH, I think we'll see a lot of additional adoption. And I think in the cosmos, there's, there's barely any ETH liquidity. It's, it's terrible. It is actually terrible. So um, I think ShadeSwap can be the centerpiece of ETH trading in all of cosmos there's of course going to be a battle of course it's a competitive environment but um i think we're we're pretty much becoming extremely focused on the eth onboarding story and i think from an app perspective we're going to be doing it better than anyone else because we're not telling a user oh yeah go to this bridge page over here not on our site bridge it and then come back to our app and then do like one more transfer and then now you can start using the app you know like we're trying to we're trying to have users Ethereum user they come to the Shade app they connect their MetaMask wallet they bridge their assets we automatically seed their wallet with Secret and boom they're ready to use the app you know and that's that's going to be a best in class experience and I think that's going to be our competitive moat is that no one in Cosmos can match our privacy features and I think I know Austin's on the call oh well wasn't he was on the call um, I think our UI UX is going to be really hard for people to compete with. It's, it's a lot of work has been put in um, for this bridge V2, which once again, isn't live yet, but will be on October 11th. I think is the official target.
1: Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few Spartans in this chat right now who've seen some screenshots of what that ETH bridge V2 is going to look like. It's it. I'll I'll touch a little bit more on this. We'll uh, drop a little bit of alpha, but to, I just wanted to jump back to something you had mentioned, Carter, like wrapped ST, or let's say STETH, maybe not even the wrapped version, but uh, the wrapped version is what makes it more of an auto-compounding liquid staking derivative versus a uh, rebase liquid staking derivative. But if you look at the current collateral vaults on um, for Silk, if you look at the current collateral vaults for, um, for USK or any of the other major stablecoins, well, I'd say maybe Silk and USK are probably the best uh, examples of this, but liquid staking derivatives represent the majority of uh, collateralized assets that back these decentralized stablecoins. Um, you know, ST Atom represents the largest uh, uh, collateral backing for Silk currently. We've got Stake Secret as well, um, and, and ST Osmo. And, and you compare these two, they're Actually, we only have we only have two vaults that uh, for the non-liquid stake version of assets. We have a Atom Vault and Osmo Vault, but both of those have seen like very minimal activity, which is understandable. Um, you know, it's it's much more beneficial for users to borrow and collateralize against their uh, their liquid stake version. So, just trying to think about um, you know. What the activity in the Wrapped STE Vault is going to look like relative to um it that the non-stake version, just regular Wrapped ETH. I'm I'm really interested to see what the dynamic there and the kind of the ratio of activity between these two vaults is going to look like. Um, and, and regardless, I think this is going to you know push Silk into a place that hasn't been uh, yet as far as market cap and uh, availability.
2: Completely agreed.
1: Yeah. So other than other than that, I'm trying to think. So so the ETH campaign is going to be really really focused on bringing liquidity for Shade Swap to be able to allow users to um, you know privately provide liquidity, earn with their Ethereum assets, be able to swap really efficiently without worry of being front run uh, with their ETH and liquid staked ETH. Um, but also, you know, there's it's so interesting whenever I whenever I think about you know how do we tell the story of shade protocol, right? There are some things that are, you know, really, let's in quotes, sexy to talk about, but there's all of these other parts of the application that, you know, that are putting in work and they're, you know, they're serving different parts of the market. And so I just want to make sure that we're, you know, we're doing uh, the due diligence for, for all these different parts of uh, the application. Stake secret in particular has been a really interesting Um, application primitive to to watch grow carter i i want to make sure i say this correctly there's over nine million secret yep it's represented uh by stake secret which is uh, secret staked and the the, the rewards that have accumulated
2: yep nine million fifty thousand secret are on the smart contract
1: it's as, as crazy to think about. It's been, I think, a year and a half since we launched Stake Secret, and um, it is, it's just a story of that slow, steady adoption. Um, I think other than, um, other than the likes of like Crescent or BCRE or whatever the liquid staking derivative for Crescent is, Stake Secret represents one of the highest adoption rates for liquid staking derivatives in the cosmos, if not...
2: I, 5.6% of all bonded secret takes the form of steak secret. Um, I think it's, for being honest, it's probably the most successful shade product so far in the sense that it continues to grow without really any additional, you know, chucking incentive. It's, it's not like we're chucking incentives at something and then it's just like stimulating growth, right? It, it's like happening organically. It's just, like, little chunks at a time. 20K secret, 50K secret, 200K secret. Um, So I think it's going to be very interesting, you know, uh, two, three years from now to see that number continue to grow. And it makes a really interesting symbiotic relationship between Shade Protocol and Secret Network. And I think think the coolest part is, like, Shade as an app is, like, we rely on Secret Network for security. Um, And so it's going to be you know, the more people that use the staking derivative, the higher the bonded rate, the more secure our underlying infrastructure is that we use. So I think it's just, it's really nice alignment compared to like if Stride had a secret network staking derivative, um, they're not relying on secret network for their security, right? So their their incentives are subtly, but not so subtly different compared to like a DAP that's launched a staking derivative where it's like, we rely on secret completely
1: our and one of the other craziest parts that you know I, I guess i don't really think about this this much but like that growth was achieved without stake secret ever being available outside of secret network yep <laughs> and, and so like we're just now at the point where we're really starting to try and push um uh stake secret liquidity and utility outside of um secret network so it's it's just crazy to reflect on again, like I like I was kind of uh mentioning, that it's just that organic growth, you know. Um and I think it happened maybe maybe like two weeks after Shade uh ShadeSwap launched, but like for the longest time, you know, the deepest uh secret liquidity on a DEX was was on osmosis, right? And now we see that uh, we saw that shifted over to Shade Swap, and just seeing the continued adoption of Stake Secret and its use, and not only Shade Swap but also being used as collateral for Shade Lend. Uh, there's over 2.8 million Stake Secret being used, uh, being collateralized right now, and um, it's just been really great to see kind of that interconnected functionality that the DApps share, and you know. This kind of ties back into the idea of the meta engine right all these d apps interconnect to share value accrual financial function um and and governance under a single token and it's kind of a beautiful scene to watch play out
2: i think a fun thought experiment to think about is at bull market prices stake secret would would have been securing 90 million dollars worth of secret you know so like that's a wildly successful product but obviously that we valuations are nerfed in a bear market. So you, you really care about the nominal tokens and what percentage of, of bonded rate. But as we things as we see things turn around, every dollar of secret price appreciation is going to add on 10 million in TVL to shade protocol. And I think that'll be pretty fun to watch on DeFi Llama, like the next bull market to just feel like, Whoa, what the frick is happening over there? And it's, 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 um, it's all unified. It's all unified under one single token not like stake secret has its own governance token shade swap has its own governance token shade lend has its own t- governance token silk has its own governance token it's like no like it's all unified everyone's perfectly aligned within this this suite of dapps and you know we got we got other dapps coming right we got the um you know liquidity order book under development <laughs> we have a money market coming in q4 <laughs> sorry what slipped out just something slipped uh we have prepaid debit cards <laughs> coming what sorry, the, the alpha just, it just, it just leaks. So, and we're about to kick off a perpetual saw pack <laughs> What? So picture all of the key DeFi primitives all in one place, all with privacy, all incentive aligned. Um, 2024 is going to be a hell of a ride.
1: Yeah. It's, and you know, like you, I loved, you know, all those slip ups you just made right there, you know, dropping all that alpha, but just, Thinking about what what we've got right now available to us right now, and we'll get into uh, we'll get into all the updates that are going on to the bridge and how this is going to tie into our ETH liquidity campaign in a second. But I want to I I want to take a moment and focus on shade staking right now. So about a month ago, shade staking switched to 100 percent real yield, where emissions towards shade stakers comes in the form of shade buybacks um, that are performed using protocol uh, revenue. And it's been really interesting to watch this uh, you know to watch e- these emissions campaigns roll in right now if anyone is listening and isn't currently staking or hasn't um, I guess looked into how uh, the shade staking emissions work um, emissions campaigns happen on a weekly basis effectively when an emission campaign starts that is the um, the the average of buybacks is being emitted uh, from the previous week. So let's say $2,000 was earned from the previous week uh, in in revenue. Uh, buybacks were performed on a daily basis. Um, all of that shade for the previous week is accumulated and emitted to stakers over the course of the upcoming week. And it's been really cool to see the not only the amount of shade staked slowly tick up i mean we've we've been very close to that fifty percent uh fifty percent of circulating supply being staked, mark, but also seeing the staking a p y continually to tick up as well. I mean this week, I think shade staking's at six point three percent, maybe a little lower um and when we initially kicked this off the real yield uh staking emissions off, I think it was somewhere around four percent or so um and all of these things, Carter mentioned accidentally, uh, are all of these key DeFi primitives that one help kind of close the loop for uh, some of the functionality and maturity needed uh, for a sustainable DeFi ecosystem. Right when people want to come in, you want to give them as much variability um, to be able to use to use their assets, um, you know, in these in these financial products and. The beauty of this is that these different financial products all play a key piece of the puzzle in like completing not only this cohesive user experience and and this user flow story, but also helps kind of complete this loop for um, how the protocol can sustainably grow and incentivize itself. Um, particularly thinking about money markets and uh, perpetual swaps here, it's you know. We're in a really, really great place with the activity we've seen now. We're taking steps to ensure that activity continues to grow and we expand the reach of the Shade product value propositions um, out to other ecosystems. But also it's on us to be able to continue to expand and create these creative solutions for people to be able to utilize their assets in privacy preserving DeFi. So that staking APY is going to be really interesting to watch uh, continually tick up and
2: and i and i think like this this late game vision is really to build a permissionless decentralized application where anyone in the world can essentially interact with like a private bank if you really think about it because if if you can come to the shade app and you can connect a bank account to buy silk right and then you can use that silk and load that up on a on a physical card that you can use in your everyday life Um, that's a huge deal, even just completing that pipeline. And the goal is to complete that pipeline you know, by early to mid next year. Because think about what this opens up. This means that if you're, let's say, you know, you bring your assets on a shape protocol uh, and I'm gonna lend out my USDC and I'm gonna earn yield on uh, a money market, right? Now I can use those fees, I can convert it into silk and then I can pass that onto my card and I, I, can, I can live, I can interact with my everyday life and live off of the yield that I'm earning on this this money market, right? Or from yield that I'm earning as an LP provider on ShadeSwap or as a trader from my perpetual swap positions. The thing that crypto has always lacked is a complete pipeline. Um, if you don't bridge back to everyday life, we're we're, defeat, we're we're just this weird niche in a corner. and And in my opinion, that is why these on-ramps, these off-ramp integrations directly into the Shade app Tied to completing and rounding out the the DeFi suite is going to be so powerful. It, it means that as as I myself would love to put all of my assets—not financial advice, by the way—all of my assets and and live off of the the yield and the economy that exists within the Shape Protocol app. That's the vision. That's the dream. And the the best part is it's censorship resistant. It's it's private and it's and it's it's decentralized. It's just, it's such powerful technology and this isn't stuff that can be built overnight. This takes, this takes three to five years. You're like half a decade to build out this, this complete holistic vision. But every day we draw closer to reaching that, that invisible finish line that is ultimately um, it, it's, it's, it's freedom, right? It's, it's, it's finances with an incredible amount of freedom. um, And I, I just, People are sleeping on shade, and that's that's okay. That's that's okay because the job is on us to continue to ship, and um, I'm excited to see people wake up.
1: So this is a this is actually a pretty perfect segue, right? We talked about being able to complete this pipeline, right? Whether that pipeline starts with an actual bank account or let's say it starts with native assets on another um, ecosystem, right? And so for this example, let's let's think about Ethereum, right? Because a ton of work has been put into um, into this Eth Bridge V two by the front end team, and so I, I do want to focus a little bit on the start of that pipeline, right? And to kind of just to create an analogy for everyone here, I'm sure everyone that's listening right now has bridged assets between um, different ecosystems. But the way I think about it is, bridging the the bridging experience is your first impression of a new ecosystem right you only get one first impression the wallet you sign with is your first let's say technical barrier or just like uh, first barrier to entry and acquiring gas to be able to interact in that ecosystem is your second barrier to entry so the approach that shade protocol is taking is effectively trying to solve for all three of these experience um, with this Eth bridge v2 update and so just to, I guess, uh, give, give a little bit of alpha, you know, whenever you're bridging, especially uh, from Ethereum via Axelon, right, there's, there's a ton of friction uh, with bridging where users aren't 100% sure where their assets are in this pipeline. You know, a lot of people might not be technically or blockchain savvy enough to go pour through, um, you know, pour through block explorers to try and find their different denominations and where it moves from relayer to relayer. Um, you know, etc. So, what Shade is doing um, to really improve this onboarding, both from Ethereum uh, to Secret Network, or kind of exporting some of the value propositions of uh, of Secret and Shade from Secret Network to Ethereum, we want to make sure that onboarding process, that bridging process, is as seamless as possible. Where we're giving the user as much information as we possibly can, so that they can keep track of where their assets are at, at all times, right? So there's a few different. If you're bridging via Axelar, there's a few different contracts uh, that get interacted with. There's transfers from um, two or three different blockchains, and so during that process, ETH Bridge V2 is going to be tracking um, the progress of each of these different interactions. It'll be able to show you know a number of confirmations on on Ethereum, you know, for that initial bridge from Ethereum to Axelar. And during this process, you know, I don't know if anyone uh, is like me, but during some of these more stressful bridging experiences, I will just keep that bridge page open and just kind of like just waiting for that success notification to happen. One of the things we're doing with the ETH Bridge V2 is that you can leave the bridge page. You can go interact with any of the other applications. You can go visit other websites, whatever. When you return and visit to that bridge page, you will still see that pop-up showing you your progress update if, if the bridge um, transaction hasn't completed yet. So it's really nice to where users don't feel like they're stuck waiting in this really stressful position with little to no information about um, where their bridged assets are. And so that's kind of the first piece of the puzzle that ETH Bridge V2 is um, is solving for. That- that first, let's say, barrier to entry that I mentioned being your, uh, the wallet you sign with um, is a barrier that we're helping bring down or we helped already uh, bring down with our full integration or support of MetaMask wallet. And, and via MetaMask, um, we're able to support, there's probably over 100 different MetaMask clones. So, you know, as many MetaMask clones as there are, uh, that's as many um, Ethereum wallets that we're able to support effectively out of the gate. Um, and so being able to meet individuals where there are and not force them to use maybe a more obscure wallet that they're not familiar with. Um, for this uh, bridging experience, we're talking about Ethereum users and we're concerned with the Ethereum experience. And MetaMask is by far the largest uh, um, self-custody wallet that individuals use on Ethereum. And so we want that functionality. Uh, we want the shade protocol, the app functionality to be available for MetaMask users. So that solves that first uh, barrier to entry. And then the second one is acquiring gas for your transaction. Um, You know, whenever you go to a new smart contract platform and you want to interact with DApps, you have to spend gas um, to be able to pay for the computation uh, for those transactions. So new users coming from Ethereum to secret network. One might not know what type of gas they need um, or what the actual gas token is. And then they also would be in a position where they don't know how to acquire it. So one of the things that we're doing um, improving with this ETHBridge V2 is creating a way to auto-seed wallets um, where individuals are bridging in assets from Ethereum. Um, We're able to auto-seed these wallets with Secrets so that they can perform their first transactions to acquire gas or to make a swap or unwrap or whatever they want to do. they'll be able to do that out of the gate. So there's no need to, you know, let's say worry or stress again about like, okay, my assets are over here, but now I don't know how to actually do anything with them. Like I can't interact with them. Um, So this is um, a simplification of this kind of three-prong approach that we're taking towards this ETH Bridge V2 update. Carter, if if there's anything you want to add here, feel free to chime in.
2: Yeah, I just think that the the late game is users don't even really know about the gas-wise, they should be able to think they're using ETH, you know? like So for, for now, we're, we're like 60 to 70% of the way there. You connect your MetaMask wallet, we're going to auto-seed you, we're going to give you an amazing bridge experience. You're going to feel very safe every step of the way. But there's still this concept of, like, what is SCRT? And there's a lot of education and friction around that. And, like, I think the ultimate late game is people use whatever asset they want for gas. It's all getting converted to secret through shade swap. Um, but for like all intensive purposes, um, users should be able to bring their ETH and feel like they're using ETH. Um, and that's that's kind of the beauty of Cosmos and the beauty of like a very determined DAP builder team is it's our job to make it as simple as for users as possible. So I always like to say, you know, we'll take on complexity in the name of presenting a more simple experience. And so Bridge V2 is not the end of the story. It's, it's still a stepping stone to the ultimate late game of users can use anything for gas
1: yeah and if i'm not mistaken there's there's really two basic approaches to this one is i think this is uh the approach kujira has taken where validators will accept the range of and and i'm sure there are other actually i think there are a few other blockchains that um, validators accept different tokens for um for gas Um, so you could approach it that way or you can take the approach where You're still using that the same gas token, it's just the dApps that are actually um, people are interacting with. They're abstracting away uh, the need to manually acquire that gas token. Like if they're trying to swap within that swap transaction, there's also a swap uh, portion of that for secret in order to pay for the gas. Um, And so there's a we've kind of seen the introduction of this, you know, the implementation with Shades, uh, IBC fee grant or gas faucet um so this would be an an interesting uh kind of pivot or or a different iteration of um the way we're interacting and being able to help individuals uh, acquire
2: like multi-execute has a baby with fee grant like that's with with (laughs) very with with a lot of yeah with, with a bunch more architecture still left to be done but between those two tools a user should be able to show up with Bitcoin or ETH and just use all the shade apps and not think twice about it. That that's our late game.
1: So I know we, uh, we spent a lot of time uh, talking about some of these D app upgrades. We haven't done one of these Twitter spaces in over a month. So it's totally understandable wanting to spend a lot of time giving people updates about, um, you know, what has already been built and kind of what's going on with the activity there. Um, but I do want to take a, a few minutes to kind of, Look out towards um you know what is being built in the background and you know what what maybe necessarily isn't available to see from the public, but we know um, effort is being poured into it and there I guess two two big categories for this um, one is um, shade grants program we can give a little bit of details there and the other is um, is participation in hackathons and so some of the things Carter mentioned earlier are some of the ongoing shade grants um, that are funding uh, development. One of those being the, uh, a liquidity order book, which is uh, effectively um, an incredibly efficient way uh, to be able to facilitate the swaps of volatile assets. Currently, constant product market maker um, curves are incredibly. Inefficient and protocols have to spend a lot of money and emissions to be able to attract enough liquidity to be able to facilitate low slippage trades. And so, liquidity order book is a really, really um, interesting and unique variation um, of uh, of a type of Dex. And then we've got the money market, which is effectively a market that allows people to borrow and lend assets. Um, there's a few of those already available in the Cosmos, but there are none of them that are able to provide these private liquidation points to be able to prevent value extraction and, and uh, the programmatic action.
2: And to jump in on the money market super quick, without, we will obviously we'll have separate Twitter space in the future to cover this. But the reason the money market's so important is it really, it really completes the loop for Silk in the sense that right now you can lock up collateral to mint out Silk, which is essentially you're, you're levering against your, your Atom, your Bitcoin, your ETH using Silk. But there's no way to go the other direction where like I can lock up silk and borrow something else. So this really this creates a full loop of lending and borrowing both uh both directions. And that's I think it's gonna just it's gonna be I mean, look at how successful Kajira is with their money market. It's it's a killer product because it's just driven via organic demand. You don't need to chuck incentives at it. There's just naturally people that are willing to lend and naturally people that want to borrow and express those financial positions. And so I think. Um, the money market's going to be such a key primitive for for opening the doors to more silk growth and more utility.
1: 100 percent agreed, 100 percent agreed. and then the the third ongoing grant um, right now is um, effectively being a, a way for individuals to be able to spend silk um, in real life right these the ability to top up a prepaid card with Um, snip 20s we're we're primarily focusing on silk because silk has the fundamental properties of money It is the most applicable asset to be spent in real um you know i guess in your in real life uh activity and so we're really excited about bringing that functionality to users Mm, yeah we can't give any time i'm sorry i was trying to have a few different timelines that so are around in my head right now. Um, but we're really excited to bring that um, to people in the near future. It's going to be, you know, this is one of those unique utilities that's like, it's kind of a, I guess, maybe you could describe it as a late game thing. But for for decentralized or centralized stable coins, like the, the spendability of this asset in real life um, is a critical piece of functionality that all of these stable coins need to have. And so we're really excited to be able to, bring that functionality to life um, kind of at an early stage in our, in our growth cycle.
2: Absolutely. And I I think um, there is, there's like one other category that we haven't mentioned yet. um, That I think is very exciting. Let me, let me describe a story. And this is, this is all I can really say. Um, So here he'll be like the final alpha leak for the day. Imagine imagine i'm an institution on ethereum and i'm an algorithmic trader i make thousands of trades thousands of trades a day spending a lot of money on eth it's cutting into my pnl and i'm also having to spend a crap ton of gas um, in order to even be able to avoid front running and on top of it all there's copycat trading. So within all these other categories, we've, we've really talked about like the consumer, consumer-facing components of shape Protocol are coming. We haven't necessarily talked about um, institutional integrations, and I'll just I'll, I'll just say we're at we're at the earliest stages of finding uh, partners that see the value of shape Protocol with respect to um, cheap gas fees and privacy protecting. DeFi, so that's that's something to also look forward to in 2024
1: yep and uh one last piece of um you know kind of talking about uh external development outside of you know what's going on with their core d apps shade protocol is going to be looking to help co-sponsor a hackathon hopefully in the next um hopefully to be able to start this bad boy off in the next few weeks uh focused on um focused on development of other core products and we'll be able to share more information with that. We're still on the planning processes, but, um, you know, we've had really great, um, interactions and success participating in various hackathons. We had the secret network hackathon that was, um, that happened, I, th- I believe it was May, uh, or maybe I think it concluded in May. Um, and from that hackathon, we were able to, be able to secure a grant recipient for one of the ongoing, uh, shade grant projects. Um, we've got the Akash hackathon that's finishing up tomorrow and we're really excited to see what people built, um, as far as building this, uh, this unstoppable front end for the shade protocol D apps. And we're looking to kind of continue with that momentum, co-sponsoring a a hackathon with secret labs to fund kind of this next generation of financial opportunities, um, that protect, uh, users data privacy on secret network. So really excited. I, I know this, I'm basically saying a bunch of nothing right now, trying not to describe and give all the details away, but, uh, just know that th- there's a lot of really interesting stuff coming up. So if you're a developer listening to this now, or you're listening to the recording in the future and you're interested, feel free to reach out to us. Um, happy to talk with you about the opportunity that's coming up. Um,
2: tldr devs are doing something and if you're a dev come help devs do even more things
1: (laughs) yes uh last last thing i want to give an update on is just some updates on emissions um in particular external emissions um we currently just re-upped emissions for the silk usk liquidity pool on Kajir's bow um so Individuals that are providing liquidity um, for Silk and USK on Kujira are now able to earn shade emissions um, There's a slight gap in um, emissions campaigns from our previous one, but uh, Emissions have returned there. We're currently working with the Kujira team to, to fix some known issues with relaying factory assets uh, From Kujira to other blockchains such as secret network um, And that's kind of like the blocker um, currently preventing us from re-upping shade emissions and and Kuji emissions on the Silk USK pair on ShadeSwap. So once those issues um, are fixed, uh, we're going to be looking forward to bringing back those emissions for Silk USK on ShadeSwap. And just, I guess, a reminder for anyone who might not have seen this announcement this past week, um, Shade and Silk Are both now available on Osmosis. They both have concentrated liquidity pools paired with USDT. Um, We're currently in the process of seeding those that liquidity, and we'll hopefully be seeding incentives um, next week. And we'll we'll definitely give some announcements and updates on that whenever incentives are live and the pools are seeded. Um, But just wanted to give an update for that. Uh, We're really excited about being able to bring this cross chain. Um, this cross-chain exposure for both shade and silt to osmosis—you um, know, osmosis has been obviously a really key player in Cosmos DeFi basically since Cosmos DeFi began. So, really excited to be able to extend um, the accessibility of the shade protocol assets to uh, you know users of osmosis. Um, yeah, and then as far as internal emissions, um, in the next week or so, we're going to be posting um shade swap emissions revisions to the shade protocol forum so this is just slight reworking of shade swap emissions to better match volume distribution in LP categories and create room for new incentivized liquidity pools uh that are going to be coming to shade swap with this new ethereum uh liquidity campaign so um we'll be posting those updates both on the forums and in our in in the emissions channel in the shade discord um, and more details come about again the the liquidity Ethereum campaign educational resources uh, regarding like tutorials and and details about how individuals can interact with this and you know best routes to take to be able to onboard ETH liquidity. We'll be providing all those details um, over the coming next two weeks. Carter, we've just got a few minutes. We're at the top of the hour. Do you have any uh, you have any other thoughts or updates you want to give? Mm-hmm.
2: I, I just would say we've been we've been pretty quiet the last you know three, four weeks. Part of that was I was I was out of town, um, but appreciate the community's patience with us. Just know that we are committed more than ever before. Um, we, we continue to grit our teeth and bear down, so to speak. We are just uh, blessed with the opportunity to continue to build no matter what the odds and um, just appreciate everyone's support. Um, and just encourage you all to keep participating in the community, um, keep bringing your questions, keep bringing your feedback. I, I might not always be able to respond to everything, but I promise you, I read everything and I appreciate uh, each and every one of you on this journey. So thank you.
1: Likewise, and just to reiterate what Carter was saying, if anyone wants to get involved in our community, wants to ask questions, propose suggestions, give feedback, um, we're always happy to um, to welcome that feedback whether it be on our telegram and our discord on twitter um you know we we appreciate criticism we appreciate uh tough criticism we also appreciate uh you know some love so we're we're welcoming uh, both sides of that coin um yeah i i really appreciate your time today carter really happy we're able to give some updates to the community again this is all recorded so anyone can go back and listen to this and and try and maybe catch some of that alpha Carter accidentally dropped in the middle there. Um, Yeah. Thank you all for joining us today. Really appreciated. This we will be keeping these going on a weekly basis going forward. So next week we'll probably be back on our normal schedule of doing these on Wednesdays at 12 PM Eastern 4 PM UTC. Um, Yeah. Thank you again to everyone here listening. Appreciate all the support you've given us along our journey. It's crazy to think that uh, it's crazy to think that it's been, damn near two years of, of development. And there's still so much more to build so much more to look forward to.
2: Yeah. I think in many ways we need to revise roadmap or white paper of like the next, the next stage of shape protocols growth. I I look back on, I look back on it and really the only piece that's missing so far is to my knowledge, essentially governance, which is is something we're still passively trying to tackle and then Silk Pay, which technically the smart contracts are developed for it. We just have never had time (laughs) to actually like launch it as a product. So I'm at the point where it feels feels like current product development is actually going beyond the original white paper. And um I think it's gonna be a worthy cause sometime towards the end of 2023 to sit down and maybe outline what the next two, three years can look like, really, really zoom out and envision what shade protocol can become, which is quite exciting. That, Maybe that means we've actually executed because you know we've we've literally executed to the point of we get to take a step back and and, and dream again.
1: Maybe uh, the time to draw out this extended roadmap is when the airdrop atrophy officially ends. Ooh. I, yeah, I know. Uh, I know we you know we haven't been promoting uh, the shade airdrop as much. Um, you know, for the most part, is because that the. the Let's see. The, the penetration we were able to get to the individuals who and communities who qualified for the airdrop over the course of the past year and a half, um, you know, was was fairly thorough. And those individuals who I don't think those individuals necessarily need to be reminded every day or every week that uh, their airdrop is being slowly called back. So maybe once we officially move past the airdrop phase, then it is purely looking forward.
2: I I think so. And there definitely needs to be a tokenomics update in the sense that, um, staking is now real yield. So 10% of supply is clawed back to the community pool. And then the airdrop, I think they'll probably be around nine to 10% unclaimed. So that's, I I think it's like 20% of supply is back to the, to the community pool to be governed by the, the collective token holders. So, that was that's unexpected. Two years ago, you know, we were expecting a higher claim rate, and real yield wasn't even really a narrative fully on our radar yet. You know, we, we thought we would get to real yields, uh, you know, four to six years into the journey, but instead, uh, we've taken feedback and have done it pretty much out of the gates. So. Um, Quite, quite exciting, like lots of opportunities for community members to to step up and just know that on the governance side, we, we know that that hasn't existed as a, as a mechanism yet. We've we, um, actually in conversation with DowDow, uh to see if we can make a cross deployment on Secret Network work. Uh, there's some problems just with like privacy features, um, you know, Secret Network's kind of a pariah. We're always, you know, there always has to be custom integrations with Secret because we're not just a copy and paste Um of all these other chains which which to be honest is also where a lot of the value comes from so um but know that we are trying to figure out uh getting governance locked and loaded so we can start building out um, community consensus consistently as we approach some of these larger larger decisions
1: and with that i think we can officially close it out we'll be uh well we'll also be recording a, a dev round table for the month of september as well the following week so a lot of these uh, updates will also be included in that. We'll be uploading that to YouTube, but anyone who wants to come back and listen to this recording will be able to do so on Twitter. Um, th- again, thank you all for joining to listen today. Thank you, Carter, for your time. and. Hope to see you all
0: in the shade. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape them under the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate, ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless, trying to make a living, selling friendship bracelets, dead ends, dragging out the maximum. Payments, read down days, got them acting all bankless Yo, fam, what? Check these token knives. probing this rare, flexing, broken knives. I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives, and then to end a long day. Eleven bowls of chronic. Never known the politic, I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over impossible loss, losses. All moss, and I'm liking the odds. Bond doing the morning forming my Michael- To get a better place, smacking on the hostage, like this shit is play for keeps. Clowns, white knight, and all these Mabel leads they call it implausible. When model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle, beats tearing apart your community. All these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten, stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up. Spaces